gather, ye friends, round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Oh, it's nice to hear a familiar intro. Oh, Bilbo, you didn't have to say that. Well, you did, I wrote it. That is true, but at this point I've spent a week trapped in our own broken narrative device and I'm kinda desperate. Our situation is pretty dire. Popcorn? Where'd you get that? The lobby. My favourite part is seeing how many rows I could spit the kernels down. Shh, don't tell anybody. The lobby? Here we are. Four ice creams, four hot dogs and four novelty Walls of the Roses nacho dip jousting helms, Leeds Armouries, English Heritage, Bell me for snack ideas, yo! Oh, thanks, Pepe. You got us all snacks. <laughs> Jog on, Uncle Bob Bob. This is all for me. Why has our prison suddenly got a snack bar? I turned the narrative ad larger into a cinema. So if you'll excuse me, I have a fist of foamy bananas with my name on. Banana to mouth, Bob Bob. We're free! Now, before the trailers start, who are we? And what kind of film do we hope we've come to see? I am Tombo, lifetime Empire Magazine subscriber and connoisseur of car chases, and Maggie Smith in swimsuits. She's very talented. I am your dear Uncle Bob-Bob, and I'm easy, really. As long as I get to loudly whisper spoilers to the person next to me. Hey, Tombo, he's a ghost. What? Damn you, Uncle Bob-Bob! Mm, the impairment of his enjoyment enhances mine. I am the enigmatic, illegal nighttime landscape gardener and YouTube movie critic, P-Bear6669. I can make anything into a 50-minute video essay on my channel. Subscribe to discover how Aladdin 2 Return of Jafar was a game-changer. I am Uncle Bilbo, pen and paper ready to get a big score betting on the Oscars. Frontrunners for 2021 are Queen Latifah in the Schindler's List sequel, Morrissey voicing a world-weary barstool in the new Pixar, and Maggie Smith in Josie and the Pussycats 2, Return of Jafar. Together we are... The Silly History Boys! Shh! Shh! Sure! So, what are we watching? And now... Our feature presentation. Come on, Maggie Smith sliced alone, buddy cop vehicle. Previously on the Plantagenets. Oh, not this rubbish still. The Battle of Barnet is over. The Kingmaker is dead. It's not a part of the plan. It was a part. <laughs> With the help of his little brother Richard and loyal Lord Hastings, Edmund has carried the day. But the war is not over. King Edward's most implacable enemy, Queen Margaret of Anjou, has landed with an army. Killing his stupid dad was fun enough, but offing his fat-headed son is going to be even sweeter. And Margaret is not alone. She has brought with her the future of the House of Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> I shall be king. And now we rejoin the Plantagenets. Come, stand by my side, my son, and see the land you shall be king of. Eddie? 
Eddie Poos. I'm busy, Mother. What are you doing, my darling? I'm seeing if the cat is reversible. Leave the cat, please, my sweet. Don't you want to see your gallant soldiers, Eddie Poos? Gallant soldiers? <laughs> Have you smelt them, Mother? Well, they are going to be fighting and dying for you, Eddie Cakes. Good. They get paid to die and death means cheaper armies. Then, when I'm the king, I'll have more money to buy animals to play with. <laughs> my queen, my prince, I bring news from the east. How fares my Lord Warwick, Somerset? Is that my cat? Oh, Mr Nibbles, what have they done to you? Just a haircut for now. Answer me, Somerset. Oh, poor Mr Nibbles, he looks like Pete Best from Dead or Alive. Somerset, answer my mother or I shall see if you are reversible as well. How fares Lord Warwick and his army? He doesn't, my queen. The kingmaker is dead. What? Oh, Mr Nibbles, for shame. You're finished in the lucrative world of medieval cat beauty contests. There was going to be one next week. What happened? Oh, about Warwick. Oh, um, uh, well, I'm not sure, my queen. I'm kind of still processing the cat stuff, if I'm being honest with you. But I know Edward of York and 20,000 men are on their way here. 20,000? We must withdraw, my son. I don't think so, mother. But we're outnumbered. Don't be a wet lettuce, mother. It shall be like taking whiskers off a prized show cat. You monster! Thank you. Our army may be small, but we'll march quicker than that fat head of York's troops. How do you work that out? I wouldn't expect you to understand, Somerset, having never won a battle. I've won moral victories and, uh, and, and, and cat beauty pageants. In fact, you know, there was this one time when Mr. Nibbles, I put a bow on him and called him Mrs. Nibbles. Oh. Everyone thought he was a girl cat. Until they saw his massive cat. They'll be tired and slow. We march north to Wales. Jasper Tudor raised an army as ordered, did he not? He did, my son. Good. North it is, then. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going back to my tent to see if gerbils inflate. Good day! My darling boy. That is a weird, weird kid. And so, instead of getting back in their ships and legging it back to France, Margaret and her weird son, Edward of Westminster, marched north toward Wales. Once King Edward had learned that his greatest enemy had returned, he was very upset. Oh, knickers, shall I never be rid of that woman? Because after his victory at Barnet, King Edward had sent most of his men home. I'm a new landlord. 17 pints and 18 packets of crisps. Oh, what are the rest of you having? Do you want me to go and get the army back out of the pub, your majesty? They'll be too drunk by now. Anyway, no matter. The smaller the army, the quicker we'll move. We'll launch that Margaret of Ang Poo and her weird son into the sea. Ang Poo, my lord? Yeah. Change Anjou to Ong Poo. Pretty funny, yeah? Ah, oh, yes, I think I popped a rib chuckling, Your Grace. Listen, I'm the king. Laugh at my joke. Oh, very funny, Your Majesty. I don't get it. 
perks of being king. Now, let's be off. Send word to my little brother Richard to make haste to the groin of England. Yes, yo. Uh, I'm sorry, what? The groin of England. The leg is Dorset and Devon and Cornwall. The groin is the join where South Wales meets the leg of the West Country. I even rhymed it for you. Ooh, your metaphors lack elegance, sire, but you've a gift for strategy. If we can stop Margaret's army crossing the River Severn into Wales, then... Then we'll have finished the Lancastrians for good. Again. They do keep coming back. But this time. This time for good. To the groin, my king. To the groin, Hastings. And so, the race to the groin began. Disgusting. Why are you the way you are? I'm very sorry. Anyway, King Edward was right. His army was smaller than at Barnet, but it was fast. And the king drove it hard. He knew that if he could cut Margaret's army off from their Tudor allies in Wales, then the war could finally be over. And if he couldn't, then it might mean years more fighting. And of course, Queen Margaret understood the same thing. Once she had been persuaded by her weird son to make a fight of it. Margaret knew this might be her last roll of the dice. And so the Queen did everything she could to win the race to the groin. Stop, Stop it, Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob! I never will. Hurry up, you daisies. Is he talking to us, Edward? I do hope not, Edward. We cannoneers are sensitive types. Sorry, you'll have to speak in my other ear, Edward. I blew that one up at Towton. Oh, so we live through Towton. That's nice, Edward. I'm not really sure how you recovered. You literally shouted, ow, my eye, and then you collapsed and died. So, well, you're back. So that's nice. And you've still got both of your eyes as well, so result for you. What's the hold-up here? The cannons are holding us up, your majesty. Permission to get, uh, whippy with the staff. Edward, it's Queen. Ah, we've got all your records. You men, leave the guns. But your Mrs Mercury, this modern artillery's a game-changer, isn't it, Edward? Yes, Edward, it allows the tactical advantage of launching huge, jagged lumps of metal at baddies at great distances. These morons are right, Your Majesty. Cannon are important, and that is why Edward of York would never dare leave his behind. We will march faster than him and link up with our allies. Leave them and make all speed to Gloucester. <laughs> This is getting pretty frantic. Who will win the race to the groin? Oh my god, it's Gloucester. Just say Gloucester. If everyone is racing to Gloucester, say Gloucester. Please, my wife listens to this. Okay, I'll, I'll say Gloucester. I will say Gloucester. Fine. Oh, thanks. Not groin. Get him. Ah, 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 oh my god, my face! Meanwhile, in the groin of Gloucester... Gloucester. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor! Or oh, what's poppin', G? Message for you, sir. Ha! Ah, doubtless it'll be regarding the cider for my brother and sister's forthcoming wedding. Such a lovely couple. Right. What have we here? Combine other stairs! What is it, sir? Is that your other brother still trying to stop the wedding? No, it's from King Edward. He says that Queen are coming to Gloucester. Radio Gaga, I sir. Queen. I know. Oh my he God, goes on I to say Queen. that Queen are now enemies of the realm. 
Fat bottom girls! I know! He goes on to say that we must break the bridge over the River Savern. The Seven Sea of Rye? To start them getting a whales. Right, oh sir, I'll go and have the bridge destroyed. Uh, do, do do you think they'll still sign my LPs? I've got a mint first edition of a kind of magic. It's basically the soundtrack of Islander. Oh no, I can't believe the Queen of Triggers. And so the bridge at Gloucester was broken. Oh, knickers. Which meant that Margaret's army had to find another place to cross. Which meant they had to march east. Towards the king's army. We're deep in the groin now, boys and girls. Come on, Jerry the Jabber. Eat your dinner. I can always find alternative methods to get food inside of you. Please, don't do that here, Eddie Pooh. My queen, my prince, the king's army has been spotted. They have cannon and archers, and they're battle-hardened, and they're mean-looking. And, and I, I don't want to end up like Warwick and York and all the other more competent people who are now dead. Of course, I'm not the Somerset from part one. He's dead. Aren't you? You sound exactly the same. No, I don't sound anything like my father. My father spoke up here, your majesty. Whereas I speak down here because I'm a completely separate person. The first Somerset was my father. And funny story, actually, uh, the second Somerset, that's not me either. I'm the third Somerset. The Somerset in part two was my older brother, but Edward had his head chopped off. Yes, do you remember? They made friends, but then, but then my brother rebelled, and then Edward... Edward had his head chopped off. So I'm actually the third Somerset. Somerset the third. But I sound very much like my brother. That's uh, And that's the end of my story, really. Thank you for listening, everybody. It's almost like whoever wrote this didn't realise you were dead. Look, man, I've written seven pages back. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. All I will say is that in the episode who died, there was about a page dedicated to the narrative Adelada and a line to say that a main character had died. So, hey, listen. Nobody's having to go at anyone. But it's their fat person's fault, not mine. This is why no one likes you, Uncle Bob Bob. Perhaps we could surrender. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. But he's got more men. Our men are exhausted from all of the marching that you've made us do. And now you've left behind all the cannons as well. We've got no cannon. We're going to die. Find your courage, my lord. The two armies met about a mile south of Tewsbury. The Lancastrians were exhausted from their march. So even though they could cross the River Severn into Wales, King Edward's Yorkist army was too close. And so the Lancastrians stopped and waited. The sun rose brightly on the morning of May the 4th. May the 4th, Star Wars Day, which, strangely, is the day I'm actually recording this. So I'm recording the show about Tewkesbury on the anniversary of the Battle of Tewkesbury. 560 years, yo! Despite their tiredness and lack of cannon, the Lancastrians had chosen their positions well. Thick woods, hedges, streams and bogs all prevented the Yorkist army from getting a clear route to their enemies. But unknown to Edward's army, there were what the chronicles called evil lanes. <laughs> evil lanes. <laughs> <laughs> turn right, turn left. <laughs> evil lanes. The lanes were not evil per se. So far as we know. 
but they were hidden behind trees and dips in the ground. Which meant the Lancastrians could move their troops without the Yorkists seeing them. Evil lanes! Unknown to them, the smaller Yorkist army were walking into a trap. Morning, gentlemen. George, put your shirt on. Ha! Sorry, King Brew, but it's going to be like a major bronzing day today. I've been steeping myself in tan accelerator since 5 a.m. ready for this. Let's get it on, bro! Tan, maybe! George, it's a battle. Please, no tan accelerator. King Bro, dude! I cannot go into battle lame and pale, bro. People laugh at me, bro! To be fair to him, sir, he's so oiled that swords and arrows would probably just slide off him. He's a greasy man. I'm sorry, George, but go and put some armor on over that mankini. Name! Now, we don't exactly know where these Lancastrian slugs are. So here's the plan. The vanguard with our best knights goes in first and attacks the hill in their center. Myself and George will hang a big left turn and roll the Lancastrians up from that side while the vanguard holds them. Hastings Reserves will support whoever is making progress. Leaves your left a bit open, sir. Fear not, Hastings. I've put 200 horsemen hidden in the wood on my flank. Who has our vanguard, sir? Why, my brother, of course. No, not the oily one. The other one. There he is, sat by himself, in his black armor, brooding over something evil. Uh, Rich, come over here. What is thy bidding, my brother? Um, is he okay? He's fine. He just gets a bit like this when he's in battle mode. All clear about the plan, Richard. This will be a day long remembered. It will soon see the end of the Lancastrians and the end of their rebellion. I assume that means yes? Um, I think so, yeah. Can anyone help me with my greaves? They keep, like, sliding off my shiny legs, bruh. George, that just... that just isn't gonna cut it, mate. You're only wearing a breastplate. We can still see your thong. When I look good, I fight good, bro. Fine. The longer we wait, the hotter it will get. No, not you, George. To your positions, my brothers. We finish this today. For Dad. Do it for me, your dear old dead dad, Richard Plantagenet, Duke of York. Let's go. And so the three brothers of York began their advance. Richard, the youngest, through the middle. Edward the King and Clarence along the left. Oh man, how did I get stuck marching behind a guy in a farm? Enjoy the view, dude! And loyal Lord Hastings bringing up the rear. Because of the woods and hedges, the three parts of the army could not see one another. But from the top of the hill, Prince Edward and Somerset could see their every move. From the bottom of the valley, the Yorkist cannons opened up. Just as Richard's vanguard engaged the Lancastrians on the hill, but the Lancastrians had a trick up their sleeves. Look at those idiots dying! It really makes me want to pull the wings off servants! My prince, the queen, is safe behind our lines. How's your cat, Somerset? You leave Mr. Nibbles alone. He left this with me. Catnip? Have a sniff. Uh, okay. Um. <sighs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's good stuff. That is the good stuff. How are you feeling? You, you weird little psycho. You'll pay for what you did to Mr. Nibbles. 
Oh, that wasn't me. That was Edward of York. He killed your dad as well. Yeah, he did. Oh, man, what a rush. I feel so tingly and violent. Edward of York must die. See that evil lane? Of course I see it, you little punk! That leads to Edward of York. <sighs> it's clobbering time! Follow me! <laughs> I shall be king! Somerset led his men down on the they were hidden completely by hedges. Unseen, it brought them right on top of King Edward and Clarence's men. They burst forth from the lane on the flank of the king and crashed into the Yorkists. Nickers, where did they come from? Never trust a deserted country lane. Take that! The king! The king is mine! Get out of my way! Somerset? You were mean to no, I wasn't! You killed my brother and my dad! Oh, down I go! The fighting around the king was fierce, as the Lancastrians sought to finish the war in person. But the sun was not setting on the sons of York that day. If you like to even touch my king, bro, I'm like gonna totally kill you, bro! Nice one! Bro. Thanks, bro! Let's get these labels! Despite the sunset getting the drop on them, evil lanes. The king and oily Clarence held their ground. And do you remember those cavalry protecting King Edward's flank? They came out of the wood and went smashing into the back of Somerset's men. Oh, the catnip is wearing off. Um, everybody, retreat! with Richard's vanguard attacking their centre and Hastings coming up in support. The Lancastrian retreat became a rout. Hold fast, you cowards! Oh, go inflate, you durable, you weirdo. Outrageous! To the Abbey! Run for it! He's right, Prince Edward, we must... You! You, sir, were supposed to support my attack, sir! Um, sorry, I was texting. <sighs> yeah! Oh, harsh, mate. To the Abbey! Run for it! Sire! Sire! That's Somerset and Prince Edward! Sire! They're heading to the Abbey! Let him go. Sire, that boy is the only Lancastrian with a claim to the throne. Apart from Dotty King Henry. But we can't just let him go, sir. We won't. Richard will deal with them. In a church? Trust me, Richard won't mind. We'll go after Queen Margaret. She's way more dangerous. As usual, Queen Margaret was far enough from the battlefield to make a run for it. She'd had enough practice. But this time, either she didn't run very hard, or she didn't want to. For King Edward and Clarence caught up with her. Ha <laughs> ha! We like totally found you, Queen dude! Surprise! What are you wearing, Clarence? Not one step closer, you greasy freak! Put away your sword, sir. And Clarence, George, please, this time, for reals. Go and put some trousers on. Oh, dear, lame. Dismiss your guards, your majesty. If you want to kill me, York, you shall have to go through them. They will not die, else who will take you home to France? Oh, will they now? It's finished. Finished? <laughs> I'm not finished with you, York. 
Wait. Where is my son? Bar the door. We claim the right of sanctuary. You can't touch us in a church. God says. Oh no, they're coming in. Men, protect the prince. I don't need protecting. I'm all hell psycho. Get behind me, my prince. Horror! A black knight! Stop him, man! He's going through him like butter! It's like that bit in Rogue One! Really good bit! Who are you? Surprise, gentlemen! And girlies, where's your mummy? I want her to be here. Oh, by the way, I'm not Richard of York, no, that was my dad! I'm Richard of Gloucester, and we'll be getting to know each other real well. Well, you won't, because you're dead. Ah, taunt. Take it. Take it. Yeah, thought so. <laughs> Your son is dead. You. You should have stayed in France. Murderer. We'll call it one all for my father. This isn't finished, York. The House of Lancaster is done. So you can go back to France, but if you ever come back again... You're dead. The House of Lancaster isn't finished. Not while my husband... Your husband will join your son. When did you acquire this ruthless streak, your majesty? I was taught it. I was a slow learner. But for what it's worth, you were probably my best teacher. Flattery will get you nowhere. Your lands are forfeit. Now go, before I change my mind. Goodbye, your majesty. Be... easy on my husband. And so Queen Margaret left England for the last time. To exile in France. History tends to paint Margaret as a baddie. For our money, she was protecting her family. She should probably be more well known. For there never was a Queen of England quite like her. But she died impoverished some years later, back in France in 1482. So with the Queen, the Prince and Somerset all gone, the House of Lancaster's board was pretty bare. Only the king remained. Ooh ee ooh ah ah ting tang a walla walla bing bang ooh ee ooh 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 it's you <laughs> hello second cousin Edward I was just having a tea party with my cushions yes uh, this is Margaret Cushion I love her <laughs> ha have you seen my wife at all uh, cousin Edward it's been ages since I've seen her I came to say goodbye Henry oh. Are you going away on holiday? Yes, Henry. I won't be seeing you again. Does that mean that I'm king again? I came to say that I hold you blameless. We have both been ill-used by those who owed us better. Are you ill? Come now, have a cushion, Cousin Edward. Goodbye, Henry. He who meaneth to remove the rock out of the slimy mud shall mire himself and hardly scape the swelling of the flood. What? Kingdoms are but cares, cousin. Farewell. But some time before the 23rd of May, 1471, King Henry VI was dead. A bad king, probably. A bad man? Who knows? But it seems unlikely. A fragile man, born in the wrong place, at the wrong time. Well, Uncle Bob-Bob, you've killed this comedy episode, as usual. 
And when they dug him up in 1907, he had a fatal head injury and his hair was full of blood. History people are awful. Listen, I've really enjoyed the cast of characters that you've all created, and now it falls to me to kill them. Nearly all of them. Pot jolly fun. Part 4, Edward IV, seems a bit less fun. The bodies are piling up. Oh, he's ruthless now, baby, but we've still got one more. Which one of our beloved comedy creations is getting violently written out now? Georgie Clarence. Oh, dude, no, bro! Well, I mean that the Mankini stuff is made up, you know, but Clarence got himself involved in yet another plot to overthrow the king and was sentenced to death. Oh, poor fun-time Clarence, I'll miss him. Don't be sad, Bilbo, apparently he died how he lived. Dude, king, bro, bro, dude, if, if, if I, like, totally have to die, then as your bro, I demand to die in, like, the manner of my own choosing. Drown me in a barrel of wine, dude. I'm, like, totally drowning, bro. I can't breathe, The wine tastes, like, totally awesome there. And so, with the last opposition to his rule... Going out the way we'd all like to. King Edward could at last enjoy some well-earned king time. But England's problems hadn't gone away. There was still the small matter of the Scots and French, who'd had a big hand in helping Edward's enemies. But Edward let his younger brother, Richard of Gloucester, deal with the Scots. Here's Dickie! Ho-ho! Deep-fry this! Chucky! And then invaded France to get his own back on them and then left again after the French paid him loads of money to go away. But after that, Edward let his hair down. Gentle lords of England, listen well. Your king brings fell tidings that shall freeze your very soul with their import. Even the horrors you have seen on countless battlefields cannot compare with my announcement. Cannonball! I'm rich and drunk! Last, 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 last! Oh man, oh man, it's cold. Here you are, your magic cold one. Balance out the humours, yeah? And by let his hair down, he really, really let his hair down. Oh yes, lads. Forget the battles, the murders, the intrigue, the politics. This is what being king is really about. The lads' fishing holiday is the best idea I've had since... <laughs> Excuse me. Probably just hay fever. It wasn't just hay fever. In the twelve years after Tewkesbury, Edward, um, enjoyed himself perhaps a bit too much. He'd been fighting almost non-stop since he was 18. He'd seen his father die. Fought and won more battles than any king of England had before. Killed Warwick, the man who had raised him and been one of his closest friends. And so at the age of 40, Edward IV died. He must have been exhausted. I mean, it, it took us our first ever four-parter, but we've done it! we finished the War of the Roses. They said it shouldn't be done. But done it, we have. Ha-ha! <laughs> no! No, we haven't. What? There's more? No, of course there's more. There's loads more. More treachery, more rebellion, more 
Roses. More battles, more death, more betrayal. A thousand years of Wars of the Roses episodes, Morty. A thousand episodes of all kinds. Oh, Wars of the Roses all the time. Back and forth, back and forth through history. Wars of the Roses in Victorian times, Morty. A hundred years, just, just you and me and Pear Bear and Tombo and Beth and Jabba and everyone. Wars of the Roses, ladies and gentlemen. Wars of the Roses, a hundred years forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But everyone's dead, Bob Bob. <laughs> Do you think everyone being dead will stop those awful history people? Ugh, no. And so we come to the end of yet another very tiring episode of The Silly History Boy Show! And forgetting your hopes up that we might be finished in three streamlined and straight-to-the-point episodes, we are, as always... Sorry. To you, King It, Out for the Throne, or episode 32 of the Silly History Boys show was written and produced by them Silly History Boys. The parts of the previously on the Plantagenet's narrator, King Edward IV, ghostly Richard of York, and introducing the same voice, because it's, it's so good and so funny, and, and I love it, and it gives me life. Um, I've forgotten what I was saying. Will Tristram Moore also played Richard III, um, who, who you'll get to very, very, very well next week. Um, but but not yet, because it's, it's seven minutes past midnight and the students next door must be wondering what on earth is going on. <laughs> the parts of Gun Captain, York Shoulder. Oh no, these are the wrong credits. Let's see if I can remember who Tom was. Uh, the parts of Gun Captain, Yorkish Soldiers, um, various exciting parts. He wasn't in this that much. And some very good narration. He's in the next one loads, don't you worry. And there's a lot of it. Were played by Tom Tombo Fermore. That lad from Whitby is ever so good. The parts of Lord Somerset, Yorkish soldier, Lancastrian soldiers, George, Duke of Flipping Clarence, one of the sold Salisbury's as well. Somerset. I'm very sorry for the, uh, they are very, very different voices. Were played by Stu, the Pear Pear Pear, Stu, the Pear Pear Perry. This, the, oh man, this is haphazard this week, I tell you what. The parts of Lord Hastings, the Silly Gunner, the Mayor of Gloucester, Darfrich, he is another voice, the Lancashire Commander, who gets killed, a guard, and Henry Tudor, who we haven't met yet, because, because, I'll tell you a secret, boys and girls, episode 4 of Wars of the Roses used to be connected to episode 5 of Wars of the Roses, but episode 5 is going to be even longer and more complicated than this one. Um, the parts of Edward of Westminster, the last Lancastrian person in line to the throne was played with some psychotic aplomb. I tell you what, every week, every week he steps it up, was played by Harry Hazmat Pear Bear. And last but absolutely towering right up there, Beth, Beth Starfilmore as Margaret of Anjou and, and my little wife as the, as the nice lady who liked Queen. 
The Silly History Boys are, as usual, indebted to the sound people at zapsplatsound.com for all the bangs, boings, whistles, thumps, pows, and gasplattings that were used in the show this week. Please look for their link in the show description. Not only that, but it's Big Scotty Buckley with the music again this week, and Lord Passfingers, and Daniel Bradley, and Velton Funk as well. So thank you very much for all your musical contributions. Lots and lots of fun this week. Um, if you enjoyed this particular episode of these Silly History Boy shows, why not give us a rating or a review on our chosen podcast platform? We're cooking with gas at the moment since uh, Uncle Bilbo and Tombo smashed Whitby Abbey up with their incredible show. And, and we, we, we may even have some news for you of some further shows uh, where you'll be able to see us live. My God, this year it's really, really taken off. It's it's. Oh, it's ten past twelve, and I haven't even got a kid. What's my excuse? Um, listen, you know how it works by now. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, you can check us out on Facebook at Silly History Boys. You can tweet us at shb underscore show, and you can get in touch with us at sillyhistoryboys at googlemail dot com. Hmm. Right, I love you, but I I I I have to go. Bye. You're kidding me. No, there's not an outtake. No, there's not an outtake. Because I, I cannot open people's voice masters without my computer exploding. Cheers for Audacity, Will. It's, it's great. I really like it. Really, really good. Not if he was on fire. Thank <laughs> you.